In today's world of work, no matter the field you enter, whether you're an entrepreneur or the head of a Fortune 500 company, we're all looking for the newest line of thinking which provide us with a competitive advantage and a win over our competition, which will help improve workplace performance productivity, and profitability. However, in order to take advantage of this new line of thinking as a business operation, clarity is a must. A Fortune 30 study published by Forbes found that 80% of employees are lost to unproductive time or activities at work which management cannot get back. Therefore, in alignment with your clarity as an organizational leader and entrepreneur, it's essentially important to achieve your success. Katie Edwards Corbin is a spiritual and business advisor who helps entrepreneurs, organizations, and corporations tune into their aligned and authentic business model, which best serves them while creating a massive impact. She says it's all about getting clarity around your business model and what you plan to create with the ever-evolving phases of your business. According to Edward Corbin, every phase of your business needs to morph and change in order for you to access the greatest financial flow and time freedom. She joined me this week to discuss how she transforms the spiritual alignment of businesses and how she helps them maximize their most profit. And she also took some time to share her own personal journey of healing and how she's always had a knack for wanting to help people. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. take a moment to welcome you to the program and I'm super excited to learn how you help a bit businesses gain clarity and uh, direction in their operation. Great to uh, see you this afternoon and happy Friday there Katie. Yes you too Kevin. So yeah thanks so much. I know uh, Katie that you work with businesses to really uh, define what their mission is and vision is for their uh, sort of operation. So I wonder if you can tell me about all the great work that you do. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I definitely help with businesses with their mission and their growth strategies, especially in the health and wellness space, because I've actually been in that space for the last 14 years myself. Um, and I've grown my own business and then kind of shut off in, in helping other people grow their businesses as well. Absolutely. And you say your uh, growth journey began when you were a kid and when, when you were on your own journey of healing. So I'm wondering if you can tell me more. Absolutely. So I actually was pretty sick as a kid. I, I tended to have a lot of allergies and I tended to have a lot of illnesses, just catching things easy and having, you know, never really fully recovering from illness. Uh, and I actually got into alternative medicine when my mom took me to a chiropractor when I was 12 years old. And that actually led me on to my natural healing journey and healing my my body on my own versus just taking medications and, and living with a lot of the things I was struggling with. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Katie, tell me how you help businesses, particularly in the health and wellness uh, space, gain clarity because it's not always the same as a normal business, isn't it? Yes, it can be very different, especially a lot of health and wellness practitioners often start as a solo entrepreneur, uh, basically just using their service as a job. And then a lot of times they'll they'll grow and they'll hit these plateaus where they have to start to hire people or create things outside of themselves where it doesn't create time for money. So I work with a lot of clinicians and even coaches that are in the health and wellness field that grew their business basically from the ground up. They didn't buy a franchise and they, they basically used their passion and created a business out of it. So it can come with a lot of growth hurdles and the you know the the passion that they have needs to be compensated for you know the business that they have too as well yeah absolutely and uh, Kenny I'm wondering if you can always uh, also tell me about uh, this, uh, determining passion and purpose within a business because you say that uh, it's what you need to uh, be successful in business each and every day. So I'm wondering if you can elaborate on that for me. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the business owners that usually come to me to work with me, they're looking for, um, you know, sometimes their passion is a little bit burnt out because they've, they've maybe burned themselves into the ground or they've seen so many people that they can't, they can't keep up with the demand. So I like to recreate that mission so it also works for them in the long haul and in their, um, you know, their, their career. Because a lot of times doctors and healers and clinicians can really get burnt out in their passion because they almost over, they can overuse it a little bit, right? So it's almost like that balance needs to come back in, especially with seasoned entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Kenny, I'm also curious to get your thoughts on the term gratitude with purpose and what does that mean to you from a business perspective when you hear that term yeah so gratitude to me um, not just means like being grateful for things but actually following through with what your words are right so almost showing gratitude uh words should follow action so when it comes to business um, being kind of grateful in your business, you could say like, oh, I'm so grateful for my business. But if your actions are almost resentful on the other end, right, like you're you're pushing yourself too hard or working too many hours, the gratitude tends to be 
uh, too small for people. We, we all want to be grateful as humans, I feel like most people anyways. Um, but if we don't follow our gratitude practice with actual act actions that follow up that, it can create a lot of friction and resentment towards our business and also towards ourselves. So uh, really gratitude for me is a practice that creates action that brings joy back into your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Katie, uh, when we look at uh, effective self-development and really taking ownership of our own future, how do you define effective self-development and really taking ownership of your own uh, prosperity in life and in business? Yes. So this is a great question because I sometimes think people think self-development is just like reading books or meditating or doing something better to help yourself. For me, self-development, it comes with time, right? And when I know that I'm self-developing or my clients are self-developing or somebody I'm talking to has growth, it's like you can look at yourself and see your reactions are different. You can look at your see yourself and see your responses to things are different. You can look at yourself and see and be like, wow, I've really grown. So self-development is, um, I would say, not even a linear path. It's kind of a bumpy path, right? Like we can look back at ourselves and say like, wow, we've really grown and, and created this development inside of ourselves. And really that self-development carries over into business. We think it's separate, but it really carries over into how we run things, how we we, how we do things on a daily basis and that, that that can accumulate and create more of an impact for the entrepreneur and the people that the entrepreneur is serving. And, and I know for you, a, a big part of what you do is also about uh, spiritual growth. So tell me about how spiritual growth and uh, self-development are interconnected. Yes. So I feel like spiritual growth and self-development um, are, are very interconnected because it's almost as if they they coincide with each other for a lot of people. It doesn't mean that somebody that's not spiritual can't self-develop themselves, right? Having that inner self-development can make them a better person or, you know, be high, more high-performing or whatever they're seeking. But I've always found in my life that they always go hand in hand. The more um, self-developed I feel, the closer I also feel to God, right? The, the, the closer I feel to my faith. And, you know, my faith is often my guiding light, even over you know, reading the next self-development book. It's almost like the inner wisdom can come through and even show you, right? Like where, where are areas that you need to, um, to, to work on, right? Where are areas that we need to improve upon if you kind of walk by that faith? So I feel like faith even comes before for me, um, me personally, um, even over the development of myself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, uh, Katie, I'm curious to ask you about creating a competitive advantage in business and how do you think we do that effectively? So in, in my opinion, the, the best um, competitive advantage is like is authenticity ultimately, right? So being yourself, following what's true to you, following your own true north. And that's going to be the best co competitive advantage over any marketing scheme, any anything that we could add into our business. It's like that authenticity is our, our biggest advantage. The, the, the communication of that authenticity is sometimes what we have to tweak though, you know, because sometimes people can 
um, you know, ha they have layers kind of over who they really are, right? Like who society has made us to be, who our parents have made us to be, who we think we are ultimately. So we can kind of get into those deeper layers of like, who are we and what message are we here to bring to the world? And that's going to be your biggest competitive advantage, I, I personally think. Yeah, and to that uh, vein, Katie, I'm also curious to ask you about inclusion and equity in business. You know, I was born with a cerebral palsy, Katie, and I, outside of hosting uh, this podcast, I work with businesses to amplify the hiring of, of folks with disabilities. So tell me, what do you think about an inclusive future in business? What do you think of? I, th I think it's uh, I think it's absolutely necessary too as well because it's like I think that we're coming to a place especially in the last couple of years where we're looking at like what's kind of missing you know what's kind of missing from from businesses what is what is like considered the norm and then the, like what structures and traditions right that are considered norm need to be changed so I really think that, that I, I I honor you for doing that too as well because it's like I think people just go from their own level of understanding and if they don't under understand outside that level they don't know you know so the awareness of it needs to really be broadcasted so people can really understand at another level so they can ultimately change it because we really can't change what we don't know and what we don't understand yeah absolutely and Kenny, i'm also curious to ask you about influences in your own uh, uh, sort of business journey and who influenced you personally and professionally to go on the current path that you're on. Yeah, so I had a, I actually was really honored to have a lot of great um, influencers in in my lifetime, and I had my family was a big influence for me because they always pretty much taught me I can do and be whatever I want to be. My grandma was a big influence for me too as well because she always supported me um, and what I wanted to do in life. So I had a really great familial um start and then i i when i first started in business i met a few mentors that really took me under their wing and helped me understand early because i started at 24 what it meant right i mean i made a lot of mistakes too in in my years of business but um you know having somebody to be there and just ask questions and they've been there before was really pivotal in in my um in my experience yeah absolutely and uh, to that end, I'm also curious to ask you about creating creativity in, in business and really uh, finding sort of a niche that's th that sets you apart from the uh, competition. So tell me about creating a business creativity and what that look, looks like in your opinion. Yes. Thank you, Kevin. So I think that um, in, in my my view of creativity is almost like we are kind of in the times where we are allowed to be really influential in terms of like our own self, right? We have access to social media. We can get in front of people. We don't have to like book this, you know, venue. And that's the only way we talk to people like when before social media. So I feel like we can, we can be more creative in the ways that we reach people and we can be more creative in the, the methodologies that we're using to, to um, get in front of people. And that's the really cool part about the internet and how it's really, created that opportunity for a lot of entrepreneurs but i feel like uh, i feel like 
entrepreneurs um, usually have creative habits that they they kind of get into, right? There's usually like the the really technical and structural entrepreneurs, and then there's there's almost like these creative, innovative entrepreneurs too as well. And I feel like the platforms available now for those creatives, they can just get so so um, they can get so creative with it, right? Like, who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to be in front of? Um, how do I want my message to be reached to other people? So there's there's just so many possibilities available for people now yeah absolutely and you brought up habits so i'll just follow up with this how do you think we can create good business habits that can also uh, translate into our personal lives as well Absolutely. So I, I, I truly believe people say like, oh, how do you have motivation to do things? I'm like, I don't run off motivation. I run off passion, habits and consistency. So habits is the one thing that really it's like the blocks of your day. Right. So when we can actually create better habits like step by step right it's going to be okay i'm i need to move more so what would that include would that include 10 minutes a day would that include 20 minutes a day like we don't have to overhaul everything our habits actually can really create higher performing um people or entrepreneurs right if we can actually look at okay what habit am i doing am i wasting time people entrepreneurs uh, sometimes complain, I don't have enough time. Well, what are you doing that's wasting your time? Can you replace that time wasters, right? Like scrolling on social media, if it's not part of your, you know, if, if it's just kind of wasting time, can you replace that with exercise? Like if we can actually build better habits, we'll build better days, which will build better years and ultimately build a better legacy for, for people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you talk about creativity and invention and certainly uh, the pandemic has caused us all to sort of uh, uh, reconsider our <laughs> creativity. So I, I, I'm curious, Katie, how do you think the pandemic has affected uh, b businesses in general and, uh, and the health business field as well? So, yeah, this is a great question, Kevin. So a lot of practitioners, especially when they were in person and hands on, got really affected by the pandemic. Like they almost had to the rug got pulled out from all of us. Right. And it was like, uh, what, what do I do now if I'm a hands on practitioner? So uh, we had to innovate a lot. Right. Like we had to say, like, OK, I can't. What can I do outside of in person? So, you know, that's where telehealth really got big for a lot of people where it was like, OK, I don't have to be in person to do this, this and this. But for some practitioners, it still required it. So it was almost like they had to get innovated on how they could still do the majority of what they're doing and keep their business running without having to be in person. Now, obviously, that changed as we as we went through it, where, um, you know, things had to be in place and regulations and stuff like that. But it really made everyone think differently, which was like, you know, when everybody's in a habit, habit pattern and the train's moving and all of a sudden the train stops, everybody, you know, has to get thinking in a different way. So I think it was kind of, um, even though it was very um, hard and horrible for people, it started making people think um, and have to get creative and innovative with their ideas and the way that they were doing business. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to that end, Katie, I'm also wondering your thoughts on business intuition and women's empowerment and women's place in business as well. How do you view those two things and do you think they're interconnected at all? Yes. Um, and I'm really passionate about this. So thank you for bringing this question forward. Um, 
So I'm, I'm a big component being a woman and in business too as well, um, helping other women business owners really create growth in their companies and really really leave legacies for themselves and their families. Because when we're in more of a male-dominated world, it, sometimes women can kind of come at the wayside, right? Like there's more men in business than there are in women. Um, so, so for me, it's like, that empowerment of a woman that you can do it like you you can you can do it like you can do what you want to do in life right uh whatever business you want to create um i'm all about that um inner inner structure that's created that inner resiliency because it, it you do become fairly resilient as an entrepreneur over the years if you've been through a lot of things that includes growth or inhibit you know inhibiting growth like things that didn't go the way that you wanted to. Um, I also think in general, I think men are very intuitive, but women carry um, sometimes a, a, a different perspective of intuition, just like men think differently than women in general. I mean, our brains are structured differently. So um, I feel like um, that inner wisdom that women can often bring to the field of entrepreneurship is is highly valuable, right? It's It, it actually can help people think outside the box. Yeah, and... and uh... You know, okay, I've got a couple more questions for you. And, and the first has to do with how, how do you think we can avoid the business roller coaster of emotions? Because anyone in business knows that you don't uh, turn on a computer and make uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars without effort and going through adversity. So in your uh, view, what is the key to sort of avoiding the pitfalls of business and uh, minimizing that uh, business roller coaster as much as you can. Yes. Um, yes. The roller coaster is, is, is not a fun roller coaster to be on, right? It's not, we get on it and we're like, oh my gosh, this is really, this is hard. So um, I think like almost having the awareness of it first, like you will have ups and downs in business. I think sometimes when you first get into entrepreneurship, we think it's just this straight line up, you know, and then when it becomes up and down, you're like, oh my God, am I doing it wrong? So having awareness that there is a, a cycle to business, that there is almost, um, especially in the early years, there is this kind of feast and famine that we'll go through. Um, the one thing I'll say is like, it does create resiliency, but on the other end, what we can do to prevent that is create systems and structures and methodologies that pull us outside of that. Cause we're going to have a bad day in business. I mean, we're human, right? So it's like some days we might be tired. Some days we might not want to show up. So if we can create methodologies um, and systems and structures that allow the business to run outside of us, it creates less of an emotional impact on the business owner. So if um, businesses don't have procedures or marketing that really can amp up if they're slow. So say if a, a clinician is slow and they're like, I need new clients. If you don't have the way, you're going to go pretty far down into the darkness before you come back up. So having those structures set up or the people to get to the structures is, is highly valuable. So it's almost building out your network, building out your support system and having those structures in place can really pull out that, that emotional roller coaster for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and Katie, I know that you work with a variety of different people, but I'm also curious to ask, ask you, what brings you the biggest smile personally in business? Is there a certain area of business that you like working on more than others? 
So usually my favorite uh, area I like to work on is when business is, um, is, is, is to the maximum capacity. And then almost like, how do we get outside of that capacity? So, so if it's um, somebody that's super booked out and they're on a waiting list and they want to get outside that trading time for money, uh, creating courses or programs or um, certifications or um, teaching other clinicians how to do what they do and hiring out, um, whether it's establishing a company culture and you know hiring more people so my my favorite area to work on is when people are really um really on a trajectory of growth and how to create that trajectory with a lot not a lot of growing pains you know how we grow and then we'll have the pain with it it's like every time we grow we're going to have a lot of a lot of issues that come up too as well so that's really the area that i can help a lot of um, entrepreneurs and clinicians on yeah, and just before we uh, uh, started our call today, Katie, you uh, told me about the importance of really uh, taking a pause this weekend and really coming uh, to your inner center. So I'm curious to, to finally ask you about how you create a sort of business balance in, in, in business and really uh, juggling your personal life as well. Yeah, so this is something I've learned through error. I will say that personally. Um, I I have a really busy life. I actually, um, I homeschool my young children and I have a husband and I run two businesses. And so I'm very busy and I've always been highly energetic. But the one thing I've learned when I've gotten to places of being burnt out and almost too busy that I have to schedule in those places of rejuvenation and renewal. And whether it's a weekend or a week or, you know, two weeks, depending on where, um, you know, I'm at in my business. And if I have really busy periods, I'll actually schedule in longer periods of time. But I used to think I was kind of being lazy, right? Like I used to think I was like not doing enough, but I was like, the only way I'm actually going to sustain this with not getting sick, right? Because that's very important to me, obviously, because I've been there. Um, and in sustaining my long-term vision and legacy is scheduling in those rejuvenation retreats and is scheduling in the time for myself. Um, that's just as important as working. Yeah, absolutely. And Katie, you know, my final question for you has to do with uh, your own personal and professional legacy. I know you've brought, brought it up a couple of times during our, our conversation this afternoon. So when you look at your own personal and professional legacy, how do you want that to be defined? Yeah, so that's it, that's such a great question. I've actually never really answered this question, so thank you for even asking me this so I can define it. Um, me personally, like my legacy goes into my family, right? Like what it's going to do for me and my family over time. But really my legacy that I want to create is bringing the wisdom and the knowledge that I've learned through my knowing and my experiencing to other people. So it almost can be um, imprinted in them and help them, um, whether that's in programs or books or helping them growing their business and their business helps other people. Really, the legacy that I want to create is more of a, a ripple effect long term where people um, I've helped a business grow and they've helped other people right so so really I see that that big wave effect that that I'm um, you know that I want to contribute to the world yeah absolutely and uh, finally Katie tell me if people want to uh, get connected with you what's the best way they can do that 
Yeah, so I'm very active on Facebook. So you can find me at Katie Edwards Corbin if you just um, search on Facebook. And the other way, very easy to connect with me is on my website. It's just beyondinstitute.org. Fantastic. Well, uh, Katie, I couldn't think of a better way to end my week than to have a conversation with you about the business intuition and about health and welfare of businesses. So I want to thank you for your time, expertise, and for joining me this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Thank you, Kevin. It's an honor to be here.